0: what's good welcome to defend your take we're your hosts johnny Ruff and john brown and we actually have a new special guest for the first time amongst us my brother himself zed and if you guys want to check us out listen in on spotify or apple Podcasts. and if you
1: don't have time to listen to the full thing listen to our clips at instagram at defend.your.take and on tiktok at
0: dytclips and stay tuned
1: for the YouTube channel.
0: Okay, so our first topic is Team USA. They've actually been doing pretty good. They're 5-0. and 0.
2: Yeah, and on top of uh, their stats, a lot of people have you know surfaced across the web before they even touched the court that they're inexperienced and they're going to be like the worst USA basketball team. And that happens to be false because these talented, young, inexperienced players have been... Um, showing up and showing out and proving that they are uh, worth it as a uh, USA basketball team. As you said, I was
0: seeing from other people that, you know, a Tyrese Holly uh Anthony Edwards, a Austin Reeds, a Bobby Porter isn't good enough to actually compete in Team USA. And that's not the case. Austin Reeves, the white boy himself, He's actually been on an absolute tear as well, giving around like 11 to 12 points a game. And that's been a decent contribution. And it just shows that when LeBron James got hurt last season and Austin Reeves was taking more of the mantle in terms of ball handling, and actually getting points up, being a second star behind Anthony Davis, it wasn't just a fluke. And that this has shown that coming into – The next season, he could be someone like a Lou Williams, not in terms of coming off the bench, but giving you a good 18 plus points being a third star on the team. Yeah,
1: I definitely think that uh, this performance by Austin Reeves sort of solidifies, as you said, what he did last season. And I actually think that, you know, maybe in some instances, you know, if LeBron needs a night off or if I know that they don't play the same position, but or if AD needs a night off and whatnot, I believe Austin Reeves can come in and, you know, maybe even take that scoring load away from, you know, those players since they're having the night off and he can do his own thing. Because if he can do it on Team USA, you know, with all these young, talented players who are, you know, scorers, you know, Anthony Edwards is a scorer. Jalen Brunson is a scorer, you know. They both, for their respective teams, you know, took them to a different level. And Austin Reeves, if he can also fit in and, you know, show out, I believe he can do it
0: anywhere. Yeah, for sure. No, you can go.
2: No, no, I was just agreeing with him.
0: Yeah. And also, it does also show that this team could make a run and win themselves a national championship. And that coming into the season, and you either do win the chip Or you get very close, gives you a big confidence booster coming into this next season, which could set you up to having a better seeding and putting you in a better position to get into the playoffs. Because I know someone like Anthony Edwards, who has been the best player on Team USA, you know, there has been a back and forth between who people consider to be the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves, whether it's Cat or whether it's Anthony Edwards. And I think Anthony Edwards probably going into this season will probably be like, okay, let's stop all these rumors and all these debates. I'm the best player on the team. It's my team essentially. And that I'm trying to get us to a better playoff position instead of just getting to the play in and then losing.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I, uh, I want to clarify not the national championship. I believe you meant the gold for this team.
0: The gold championship, yeah, that's that's right.
1: But that's all right. Anyways, uh, let's get into some news about uh, my guy mm-hmm. Steph Curry saying that he is the uh, best point guard to ever do it. Uh, what do you guys have to say about that?
0: I think it's absolutely an utter nonsense, and we're talking about facts, not fiction, right? So if we're gonna do that. It has to be stated that Magic Johnson is undeniably the best point guard of all time. Then Stephen Curry is coming in second. I don't think that's a very crazy or outlandish take to have. But I think that you really only see people consider Steph Curry to be the best point guard either strictly fans of him or people who are more in tune with today's era and not really in tune with the history of the game of basketball. I'm not even going to mention people like Stephen A. Smith or other people who co-sign that Steph is the best point guard just because I think they're just trying to get clicks at that point. But I think the, the more people who are saying that Steph is the best point guard are essentially people who are either fans of him or don't really know their history.
2: Well, I'll say this. So I am a Stephen Curry fan. Uh, I'm not a bandwagon. I've been with the Warriors for a pretty long time. And I he was one of my most favorite players at one time. And I believe there is a case for Magic Johnson and Stephen Curry. So I would agree if you would think Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. And if you thought Stephen Curry is the greatest point guard of all time, but then you have to put it into a categorical sense when you're comparing the two because when you talk about who's the greatest point guard you have to see the stats on who's a true point guard and when it comes to a true point guard magic johnson is on top of the food chain and that's nowhere nowhere near uh in in topic or debate that he is a better true point guard than stephen curry and another categorical sense is that Yes, Stephen Curry has four championships and all this or that. He is more of a shooter than he is a point guard. And a lot of people try to tarnish his point guard um, ranking because he's a shooter. But I feel like that's been part of the game. And he's changed the way the game is played. So uh, back to Johnny's point. If you want to you know, go back into a historical sense of the game of basketball, you will know that Magic Johnson is a better point guard or the greatest point guard of all time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think both of you make some good points. And, I mean, I'm probably the biggest Steph fan out of the three of us. And even now, I don't have him number one. I mean, I don't know what he could. I mean, obviously know what he could do to become number one. But I mean, like you said, in the true sense of a point guard, there's nothing he can do. I was reading something this morning about how he Magic Johnson clears him by five thousand assists, and now I don't know how long it would take Steph to get five thousand assists if he keeps averaging his six that he does now. But there's I don't think there's anything he can do from a true point guard stance to take the number one mantle. But in terms of, like, uh, I guess not even looking at the assists and all that, if Steph does win maybe another championship and another finals MVP, then, you know, I think it could easily be him. But as of right now, yeah, Magic Johnson. Like, just to give a quick little list of the best point guards, my top five is Magic 1, Steph 2, Jerry West at 3, Oscar Robertson at 4, and then Isaiah Thomas at 5. And I think that that's a pretty solid list. And majority of people would have Steph two, if not maybe three. True. Where's Jason Kidd though? Where, where are you at? Yeah,
0: where's, where's Chris Paul? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if y'all want the, the full top 10 list, we can uh, save that for another episode later on.
0: Okay. But for this episode in particular, I do think that we should relay all of our top 10 starting out with you john what's your top 10 of all time
1: so my top 10 is number one mj number two lebron three magic four Shaq. five kareem six the man himself bill russell rip seven bird larry bird for those who don't know eight kobe Nine, Wilt Chamberlain, RP to him as well, and then rounding out the ten, I have a a new a new person for a lot of people, not for me though, but Steph
0: Curry. Lord have you? mercy, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, you can go, Zaddy.
2: No, you go. You go ahead. You go ahead.
0: All right, cool. So number one is LeBron James. I'm okay. Kid- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Number one is, of course, Michael Jordan. Got to give it to him. 6-0, and never lost in the finals, and for a very short career for him to have, has essentially had one of the best careers of NBA history and that certain people like a LeBron or a Kareem hasn't gotten close to that. Well, they've gotten close, but in terms of having that impact and having a multitude of people, say that they're the GOAT, I don't think anybody has touched them. I do think they've had very close careers in terms of their overall body of work. But in terms of having like almost, not I wouldn't say a cult, but like <laughs> essentially how many people can you walk around on a day-to-day basis and just be like who you think is the best all the time, you're most likely going to hear Michael Jordan as opposed to anybody else. Now, second all the time is LeBron Raymond James, I think it should be considered that it shouldn't be a debate at all at this point. He has the second most finals MVPs of all time, only second to Michael Jordan. He has four regular season MVPs. It should be around five or six. Uh, He got robbed in 2011 and other years, but we'll save that for another time. Uh, he also got robbed for a defensive player of the year, I'm giving it to Mark Gasol, who didn't even make first team all NBA defensive, but it's fine. Third all time for me is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I do think he has been pushed aside in a lot of top tens, and his body of work speaks for itself. He was essentially the number one scorer of all time having the the most points during the regular season and it wasn't until LeBron James did it the previous season where it's been broken and LeBron is still playing I think he's going into year 21 and every single day LeBron steps onto the court he'll be adding more points to that and this was a record considered almost unbeatable by a lot of people not to mention that He has six MVP awards. He is a nine-time All-Star. He's won six championships. He won one on the Milwaukee Bucks and won his other five on the Los Angeles Lakers. And with his unbeatable skyhook, and to me, he's one of the best big men of all time, and there shouldn't be a debate about that. Next, I would say personally, number four is Magic Johnson. Coming into his rookie year with going against the Philadelphia Sunday Sixers in the 1980 finals, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was killing. I think he was averaging around 30 that series, but then he gets injured in game five. And then in game six, Magic Johnson has one of the most impeccable and incredible performances of NBA history, garnering his first finals MVP. And it's no doubt to me that Magic Johnson is not only the definition or the bona fide definition of what a point guard should be because it wasn't until around Stephen Curry coming to his own and around the 2010s, late 2010s, where the point guard really changed. But for the good majority of NBA history, it's been, okay, what does your point guard do to actually involve the offense and get everybody comfortable enough to be, where they're supposed to be, actually moving the ball. Next for me at four is – no, five, I'm sorry. At five is Tim Duncan. I think he's also been discarded a lot for some odd reason. I've never understood it. I think he's the best power forward of all time, and it's not even close. Next at six is Shaquille O'Neal. The man was one of the most dominating performers of all time. If you go look at his NBA playoff runs, especially the finals, where they won his three-peats, they're almost 2K-like. It's almost incredible. Uh, Seventh is Kobe Bean Bryant. Number eight is Larry Bird. Number nine is... It's Hakeem Elijah one. And number 10, I, I got to give it to Steph. No, it, it's Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. No, nah, man. I, I would put Steph Curry at 11, though. He's up there, but I don't really, unless he gets, as you said, another MVP and another title, maybe I could squeeze him in a man and take somebody off. But as of right now, I, I think that that top team is really solidified for me personally. What about you, Zaddy?
2: All right, so my top uh, ten, of course, the man himself, Eric Jordan. Uh, for number one, Michael Jordan. He is the best two-way defender. I mean, two-way player of all time. Um, he's also 6-0. and o, And then second, I would have, I guess, LeBron James. I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron James, but um, – He has done so much for the game, and a lot of people are going to miss him when he retires. I guess you can call him for number two. Uh, For number three, I would say definitely Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He has the most decorated career of all time. There is no question about it. Uh, And he has the most um, achievements of any player that has ever played the game. Uh, At four, I will give it to... I gotta give it to uh, Shaq, uh, the most, arguably the most dominant center of all time. Um, you would kind of, I would kind of debate Shaq and Wilt Chamberlain being who's the most dominant center of all time, considering Wilt being one of the greatest scorers of all time. Um, and that number five, I'll give it to Tim Duncan. He is the greatest power forward of all time. And if you don't think so. Um, I will get checked uh, at your nearest hospital because uh, he is also one of the most decorated um, superstars of all time. And at 6, I'll definitely give it to Kobe Bryant. And an interesting fact about Kobe Bryant is that he has more 40-point games than LeBron and Bird combined, and he has more 50-point games than KD, Bird, and LeBron combined, and he also has more 60-point games than MJ and LeBron combine. So uh, you you can't say much uh, about the uh, Black Mama because even though he has had a lot of turnovers or whatever like that, a lot of people don't tarnish Russell Westbrook's legacy on that, but that's another topic for another day. For Number seven, I'm definitely going to give it to Larry Bird himself. Um, he is the greatest white player of all time. Uh, no discrimination, but he is the best and at number eight, I would give it to Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, he is Shaq's kryptonite, even though he's a he's a top five player, arguably. Hakeem Olajuwon definitely um, has outplayed Shaq in his career. And at nine, I'll give it to Bill Russell, of course, with 11 rings. Um, he's not talked about in the top five a lot. Only because we haven't seen him, and we barely have footage of the man. And at number ten, I will have to give it to Stephen Curry. He's the greatest shooter of all time. And if you say if you say he's not in the top ten, that's understandable. But that's my top ten.
0: And just to make sure, you didn't have Wilt Chamberlain in your top ten, Zeddy.
2: No, I I believe he could could have been substituted for Shaq, but, uh, yeah. And
0: you didn't have Hakeem in your – no, I'm talking about John. You didn't have Hakeem in your top ten? You see, I did at first. I had him at seven, but then after I, you know,
1: went back and, you know, looked at some things, uh, no, I took him out.
0: You took him out. Okay. Yeah. And – Aside from Hakeem, was it really aside from Hakeem and Steph? Was it pretty similar to mine or oh, me I and Zeddy's?
1: Yeah, I believe we all had about the same except for uh, Tim Duncan and obviously. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, so it was just all right, relay your top 10 for one more time, just quickly.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, MJ, LeBron, Magic, Shaq, Kareem, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Kobe,
2: Will, and Steph. Excuse, excuse my blasphemy. I don't believe I ever mentioned Magic Johnson in the top ten. He is definitely uh, <laughs> he's definitely number four. Definitely forgot. Yes.
1: Al- there there's there's so many great players where it's uh it's the top ten could really be top fifteen and it all goes the same.
0: Okay, so I definitely want to get into the Curry in top ten. Okay. I do think it's a bit blasphemous, but why is Tim Duncan and Hakeem just pushed off to the side?
1: I mean, me, I, I, I think they're both great, one hundred percent. But I don't know. I mean, you can't excuse the numbers that Will had. Like for me, if if Hakeem and and uh, Tim Duncan were to go in for anyone, it would be Will, and like vice versa. But the numbers are just astronomical if you really want to look at
0: it in the regular season, for sure. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But when it comes to playoffs, I mean, I mean, we all know. Unfortunately, he only has two rings, and you know, Bill Russell basically put that thing on him every time they played each other. So I mean, in the in the in, in the playoffs, his numbers are you know not the. I don't want to say not the best because they still are good but they just don't compare to the regular season as we've seen with a few other players, but we'll get into that at a different
0: time. Okay. So here's my thing. It's not my words. It's your words. If you've clearly stated that there is a drop-off in terms of points between Will, Cham- between Will Chamberlain in the regular season and playoffs and not come at him for it, mm. but for someone like a James Harden who does dip between the regular season and the playoffs, and we give him a lot of crap for it. I don't know why we don't have the same energy for Will Chamberlain. Because, again, he, let's let's just look at it. He's been on the Warriors. He's been on the Philadelphia 76ers. One more team that I, I can't really think off the top of my head. But during all those times. The Lakers. Oh, yeah, it's the Lakers. He won in 1967 and 1972. Correct. OK. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the 76ers and then the Lakers. He didn't win any championships on the Warriors because I think actually he threw a fit that he wasn't get a quote unquote enough help during that time. And then he was asked to be traded. My whole thing, though, was that <clears throat> he's only been the as MVP once in one of those championships out of the two. He's been the MVP for four and then a seven-time All-Star first team. 13-time NBA All-Star, but seven-time All-NBA first team. And then a two-time All-NBA defensive first team. And then seven-time scoring champ, 11-time NBA rebounding championship. Like, and then an assist leader. The dude has a resume. Like, that's that's not a, a, a thing to try to come at him. No, he has a, definitely a, a crazy resume. But I think what... My problem is essentially is that most of the accolades and accomplishments he's had have all garnered from the regular season as opposed to the playoffs. And then there has been a lot of occasions, particularly in closeout games, where he does not perform the way he's supposed to. See, look, everybody has this bad notion that he was only getting beat by the Celtics when actually two of championships he lost was against the New York Knicks. And then in one of those games, he got outplayed by Walt Fraser. man. Walt Fraser. No disrespect to Walt Fraser. man. He's, man. A, he's a decent player. But let's not act like a 6'4", okay point guard is dropping practically 30-plus points in the closeout game in which he technically is supposed to be protecting the paint I mean I definitely see where you're coming from because how
1: a lot of people including myself with the James Harden thing you know well I guess if you want to call it bash James Harden but then for not playing well in the playoffs but doing great in the regular season but then when it comes to Wilt, we don't really do that a lot but I mean for the same you know stats and accolades that you said I mean he is a two-time NBA champion, which James Harden is not. He is an NBA Finals MVP, which James Harden is not. And so, I mean, I, I just, and, you know, I mean, these aren't like uh, playoff awards, but like you said, two-time NBA All-Defensive first team. You know, he has 13-time NBA All-Star. All, all those stats, he has a decorated career. But I feel like just the – now, obviously, he could have – he should really have more championships if he, you know, was as good as, you know, a lot of people think that he was in the regular season, if he was as good as that in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe he has five, six championships, and Bill Russell has about five, six championships if they split it instead of Bill Russell, you know, winning. Or like you said, how – or Frazier, how he uh, took some from him and all that. But I just feel that with the two championships and the finals MVP, I think that just, just solely going off of your argument about him versus James Harden and all that, I think that that just takes the cake away. Now, yes, he didn't win finals MVP in his first championship in 1967, but him just having one finals MVP award Now, say he only won the championship Mm -hmm. in 1922 and he only had the one Finals MVP, I think that alone will just automatically have him on a different level from James Harden because one, besides the championship and what, that was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what, like 2013-2014 against the Miami Heat, and now maybe if they would have won that championship okay you could make a case that you know like what really is the difference between Will and James Harden but I feel just with you know him having a finals MVP and two championships that that right there is the difference because we've seen it we've seen the the finished product with him winning we haven't seen it a lot obviously and we never will but just those two times we have seen it compared to James Harden we've seen zero times
2: uh, I just wanted to say, John, why why isn't Tim Duncan found in your top ten? I I just want to know. <laughs> now, when you, I'm sorry, one no before you go ahead. So when you when you typically do a top ten of all time, you have got to put in the best players in their position. <laughs> so you've got. Point guard, Magic Johnson, the best. Or you could put Stephen Curry, as you said. And shooting guard, you got Michael Jordan. Small four, you got LeBron James, best small four. Power four, Tim Duncan, all right? Not Dirk Nowinski, not, you know, any of those guys. Not Carl Malone. Yeah, not Carl <laughs> Malone. Not the, uh, the pedo, no, definitely not. And <laughs> at the center, you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I'm I'm just I'm baffled. But that's definitely true. Uh
1: I, I do see where you are uh baffled at and in my opinion, you know, obviously this is gonna be a little bit contradicting and I don't wanna just make it seem like, oh, just cause you put me on the spot, I'm putting him in my top ten. But like I was saying, you could easily one hundred percent switch out Wilt. For Tim Duncan. And then. then Now I have good at 9 on my list. But say you were to switch out. Wilt. For Tim Duncan. He would easily slide up those ranks. And just move everybody down. So if I did have. Tim in my top 10. I would trade him out for Wilt. Which would put Kobe. At um, 9. Bird at 8. Russell at 6. And then Tim Duncan at five, rounding out the top
2: five. That sounds good to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, let me just let me just list the accolades for you from, from Tim Duncan. Though a lot he is ignored, the only reason why Tim Duncan is ignored is because he's not a very entertaining player. Yeah, he's guy. boring. He's boring as ever. Exactly. That's why Ooh. they called him Mr. Fundamental. And so just to name some of his accolades, he's a five-time NBA champion, a three-time finals MVP. Not a lot of players are uh, a three-time finals MVP in the top 10, by the way. Uh, he's a, also a two-time MVP, a 15 NBA all-star, and he's also a 10, uh, first time, uh, all NBA first team. So I don't, I don't know, man.
1: No, yeah, definitely. And, uh, not to like, uh, like, say, like, oh, you left out a stat, but you could say he's three time All NBA second team because that is pretty good for someone who, you know, is boring and, you know, someone who doesn't have, as they say, uh, athleticism that automatically make him in a different class. Because I think defense is a, a good amount of athleticism, but it's also about how smart you are, how fundamental you play. And, I mean, three time defense. Three-time All NBA. Oh, never mind. I'm. I'm. I actually. I'm all mistaken. I. I totally tweaked. It's not defensive team. It's three-time All NBA second team. So just disregard what I just said. I. I read that stat completely wrong. No, you're good. No, you're, you're fine. Just. But uh, Johnny, you said that uh, to go back to your original point before uh, those two players. You
0: said that you don't believe Steph is top ten. No, not at all. I actually want to uh, get into this as well. So, I have a king over mm-hmm. Curry, and I know in private we've mentioned we've had this conversation before. But just to relate out to the people again, the reason I have came in my top ten aside from Curry is that yes, Curry has had a bigger impact. Yes, Curry has fundamentally changed the game where everybody and a mama wants to start shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's done all this stuff. And he's the second best point guard of all time. The problem is, is that Hakeem, during that era where it's like, all right, it's just MJ's world and everybody else is living it, got back-to-back MVP, finals MVPs and back-to-back chips, and then had one of the best playoff runs in NBA history, and going against people like the best big man during those times, such as a Patrick Ewing, such as a Shaquille O'Neal when he was on Orlando Magic, such as a Carl Malone. So not only did he go out his way to prove that he was one of the best players during the era, but face one of those, one of the big, because you know how we see that sometimes where, perfect example, like a LeBron and KD, where, yeah, LeBron's winning championships and stuff like that, but aside from, you know, in 2012, where it was like the same, like right? both players are around like the same talent-wise. LeBron beat yeah. him. You know, we, we'll get into that nonsense, that that me, that out-of-pocketness. Yeah. But then the other two, when LeBron faces off KD, he's on the Warriors with Curry, Draymond, and Clay Thompson. So you really couldn't say that the talent level was the same between two teams. But for Hakeem's sense, in most cases, the teams were either the same, if not better, than the Rockets. And the only reason the Rockets got so high in achievements, all to the point where they went in a championship, is because of Hakeem Olajuwon. And then he isn't just like a Shaq, where I think Shaq is the most dominant, but Hakeem used his footwork, where even players like LeBron James or other marquee stars, Go to Hakeem Olajuwon to get taught and learn how to move, how to properly move your feet in the post, and then get easy buckets. And he's basically monopolized that. And that he himself not only is was just a great offensive player that other players try to study. He was great defensively, which you could say has been a flaw in Steph Curry's game, where it's night and day between. How much of a good defensive player Hakeem was in terms of Stephen Curry? So, oh, oh I'm you sorry, can go. Go No, no, you can go. I mean, yeah, definitely. But
1: I will point out, if I'm not mistaken, one of the years that Hakeem won it was the year that Jordan retired the first time. If I'm
0: not mistaken, correct. So, I mean, both years actually, huh? Both of the years. Well, technically, the second year in nineteen ninety five, MJ came back like towards yeah, the end of the regular they, season.
1: Uh, they didn't make the finals that
0: year. Yeah. So in terms of me completely, out. Uh,
1: they lost in what? The, I know that they did. They even make the playoffs that year, or
0: yeah, in nineteen ninety four, Bulls. I think made the second round. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 1995, MJ came back, and then they lost against the Orlando Magic in the playoffs. It was either the conference finals or it was the semifinals.
1: Yeah, so technically, besides, I guess, that his second championship, because, you know, Jordan was there for that team, you know, for uh, the Bulls. So, I mean, they just didn't perform with him on the team. But the first one, I mean, you you could really say that if Jordan plays, who knows? Maybe Jordan gets seven championships, and Hakeem only gets one. But anyways, that's besides the point. I definitely do see why a lot of people, including yourself, would have Hakeem ahead of Steph, you know, just keeping him out of the top 10 or whatever the case may be. But I just feel that, like, the overall impact that Steph Curry has had in his era compared to the impact that Hakeem had in his era. Because... A major thing, like I just said, jo- Hakeem, let's say he do, he wins no championships because Jordan never retires. Then what is really the case? Um, yes, he'll still have the All-Stars. He'll still have the first team you know, votes. They don't have the defensive players of the years. But besides um, the championships and the finals MVPs, I mean, I think it would be unfair to have someone who doesn't have no championships over someone who does just for the sake of their defensive, you know, how good they were as a defensive player. But if you want to look at it, Steph has four championships, and a lot of people say that this is bronze error. And even if you want to say, oh, you had he had KD for two of those, so those don't really count. Okay, he still had two championships without KD. And one of them, he flat-out beat LeBron. And the other one, obviously, he beat the Celtics two, se- two post-seasons
0: ago. I know you're and not referring to 2015, good sir. <laughs> I,
1: I definitely know. am. I definitely am. And
0: you
1: guys got hurt, you know. So, really, it was LeBron out there by himself. But, I mean, that was really every single, war- every single warrior in that lineup. Maybe besides Andre Igadala, because he already had a pretty good career of his own before he went to the Warriors. But – those were really those players' first years in the um, making the, the, uh, the playoffs and actually performing well in the playoffs. And LeBron, by then, he had already two championships by then. And so I feel that you can't really say that, oh, because Kyrie didn't play. It was just totally unfair that LeBron was expected to win. Because LeBron was up. He was up 2-1 on the Warriors. Now, obviously, 2-1 is just one game. And so, oh, what is one game in the grand scheme of the series going six games? But still, you know, LeBron was up 2-1. And the Warriors found a way to come back and, you know, win the overall series. So I feel that, you know, just Steph, Steph having, I mean, four championships, you know, one finals MVP, But he should have two. KD should not have had finals MVP in 2018. I don't know about that. Had one bad game. (laughs) But, anyways, and I feel that just the overall numbers and the overall um, accomplishments that Steph has, you know, you can't really compare those to Hakeem because Hakeem, you know, he clears. Besides the championships and the finals MVP, Hakeem, you know, hey, he, he has everything else. But in terms of like magnitude of player, and what they did in the era that they're playing in, compared to what the other did, you know, Steph is just, in my opinion, and then I mean, it's just facts. He's just better.
2: And to piggyback off of what John has said, um, you forgot that you know he's the only and first unanimous MVP. Ever and exactly. besides besides the unanimous MVP, he is the greatest shooter of all time. And I personally don't know how you could keep the greatest shooter of all time out of a top 10 list. So that's that's my Yeah, that's true.
1: And I mean it's it's probably not you know outlandish to say that Hakeem is the best defender of all time. But is there a conversation for it? somewhere, probably out there. There's no conversation being had where Steph is not one. It's just not happening. And if it is,
0: those people need to go to the nearest hospital. So let me get this straight. Someone deserves to be in a top ten when they've technically never been the best player in any of the playoff series in the finals aside from the one against the Celtics in twenty. Well, 20- in 2015, I, Le- LeBron oh. was the best player on the floor. Uh, Come on, okay, okay,
1: but but hold on now. Okay, LeBron might have been the best player on the whole floor, but they didn't win.
0: Who did? No doubt. But, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm no, simply just. I trying know.
1: To- I know the. I I know what you're trying to say, but I just feel that, like yes, that's a, a big thing. I guess. But I mean, you could easily say that in 2018. Now, yes, the numbers might not show it, but you can easily say that that Steph was the best player because you hear this, the average was I don't know about that. Twenty-seven and six, <laughs> and and if KD didn't come clutch in that game three and hit that dagger shot in the what was it? I, I believe it was still at the time the Quicken Loans Arena in. Uh, in Cleveland, the Warriors might have lost Game Three if KD doesn't do what he did, and Steph had an off game. But overall, Steph—now the numbers might not show it because KD, I believe, he averaged a little bit more points, but I think Steph had uh, better assists and a little, maybe a little bit more rebounds. Steph was the best player in that series. I'm not the only one who believes that. Just, just, just throwing that out there. Maybe not the only one out of us three. But just in the world, I'm not the only one.
2: Well, you know, the world is a big population. So <laughs> I mean, you got a pretty good chance, man. Definitely. And that's why. Uh,
1: that's why I said that to uh, help my case out a little bit.
2: Well, there are there are uh, there aren't the smartest people out there in the world, but you know, we can agree. We can go ahead and uh, agree with that. Agree to disagree. Yeah, agree to disagree. But overall, I believe that,
1: I mean, I would say all of the big analysts and the big, you know, sports networks and even some of the little guys out there, how, like us, I believe the majority of people, after what Steph did two postseasons ago, have him top 10, if not
0: top 10, 11.
2: Yeah, that's agreeable. This, know, is, this
0: is this is is all out of pocket, man. And, to, and hold on. In twenty fifteen, wasn't the best player. Twenty sixteen, it sure wasn't. Twenty seventeen, KD. And then your notion that that they had somewhat similar stats, so he deserves. So in twenty eighteen, Kevin Durant's averaging 29, 10, 7 mm. with two blocks. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's averaging twenty seven, six, and six, with one steal. Percentage-wise, from the field goal, Kevin Durant was 52% while Steph Curry was 40%. It's night and day, man. It's like, again. <laughs> I don't think it's night and day. I mean, 52% is not night and day between 52 and 40%. Wait, you mean like, you mean those percentages or overall everything? Well, I mean, if percentages go into your points, like the higher percentage that you're shooting get. Well, so, yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. But I, so, so, yes, the shooting percentages, for 52 to 40, is night and day. But I mean, you said what? Katie averaged 29. Steph averaged 27. Yeah. Katie averaged, what, 10 rebounds, 7 assists? Steph averaged 7 assists, 6 rebounds. That
0: is outplayed. <laughs> no. Don't forget the two blocks, too. Oh, two blocks, two blocks. Okay, okay. Yes,
1: two blocks. You know, this is a, this is a hill that I'm prepared to die on. In my opinion, <laughs> it's a
0: learning. It's it, this is hey, this is a learning uh, curve. Hey, John, do me a favor, man. Instead of just looking at the highlights, go ahead, go to the NBA app, put oh. in your NBA ID, put in your password, and then they have every single NBA finals series from nineteen. 19- I think eighty to twenty twenty three. You yeah. need to go back to the NBA Finals twenty eighteen and watch them in their entirety all again. That's funny. That's funny. Start to finish, man.
2: But a bias, a biased opinion. I will put Kevin Durant at the at the ten for sure. This this is just uh, nonsense. Now that like,
0: definitely is
2: nonsense. It's
0: like that. Katie not even better than Larry Bird, man. How how you gonna be in the top ten? Here we go. If you have KD above Steph after
1: what we've seen them do on their own compared to what they did together, then something's wrong with you. No offense, Zed, but
2: there's I, no I said it was a it was a bias of fan, bias.
1: No, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, you're not the only one that thinks that. Like well, like know. it was it was literally still a debate before Steph won this this his fourth championship. Who was better, him or K D? It was still a debate then. And so, I mean, and even then, I believe,
0: I still believe it
1: was Steph.
0: I mean, now, still, no, I'm, and, I'm just saying some people still think that KD's a top player in the game when he ain't even touched the conference finals, let alone the NBA finals since 2018. I mean, 2019. <laughs> like, well,
2: but saying, uh, well I was, uh, because of his injury, but exactly.
0: That was only in 2020, though. What happened in 2020? He's
2: had, he's had several, several
0: injuries. It's not my fault the man is so shallow and, and, and can't actually stay healthy.
2: Well, when he, wins, when he wins one with the Stars, I don't want to hear. Oh, you.
0: God.
1: Yeah, oh, I, oh, oh, I, oh. See, that 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 can't <laughs> even be considered a championship for him. I mean, bro, man has the, the Avengers with him. Yeah, man. God. He has, he has okay. Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, DeAndre oh, Aiden, who oh, a lot of people have as a top five center. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I
0: don't know about that one,
1: buddy.
0: <laughs> LeAndre is 10 pounds of crap.
1: He yeah, is I definitely don't
2: think he's worth much, but I mean, hmm. Well, you have to look at it like this, y'all. They may look very great on paper, but you actually have to look at it. And there's a lot of people who think that that system doesn't even work at all. So it would actually be a very impressive championship, if I don't say so myself. Impressive? You have you have three you have three you have three scores that demand the ball. I mean, there's uh, so much room on the court. There's only one ball. There's only one basketball. So I I believe it still will be an impressive championship. And despite despite that, the only reason he didn't win on OKC was because he plays with the most terrible teammate of all time, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Uh, but we'll get into that later, that washboard. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Whoa, what's
0: what's the diss to Russell Westbrook, who's one of the top five best point guards of all time? He is terrible. Man's caught a random stray. Ever since he got to Los Angeles, man, the man's been on a downhill. He's making around, like, $4 million a year right now just so the Clippers can keep him because nobody else wants him.
2: He did pretty good oh. in the postseason this year. Yeah, he, uh, he just, just, he's Just three
1: he definitely put on for the for the, for the the right L.A. fit for him. But uh, I think that with Kawhi coming back, PG coming back, I really do like Terrence Mann. They'll have a uh, – mm, where did I have him? I think I had him maybe like top 10
0: in the West. They'll be a pretty good team. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, like, I already told you I, I barely had the Clippers. I think they're making the play-in around there, maybe just making the playoffs at the 6th seed. I don't take them seriously at all. I stopped taking them seriously after the bubble and after with Paul George hitting the side of the backboard. uh, I've never taken them seriously ever since then. They're not a serious team to me at all.
2: The L.A. Laker uh, Power Rangers, yellow Power Rangers, I don't believe in them.
0: Definitely the minority of
2: that big yeah, fella. Like a absolutely. lot of people have
0: them in the top echelon of the league, at least top four. Yeah,
2: they did for the past two years, and where are they now? So, I mean, they won a championship, that's my, that's
0: my and, and, and they have been injury-prone, particularly funny. LeBron and AD for the past two years, but they even managed to get to the conference finals just last season. And unfortunately for the Nuggets, they've gotten worse as a team. A lot of people just brushing it off because, yeah, Jokic is crazy. Yeah, Jamal Murray is going to do his thing.
2: I got swept, man. Like, I just can't.
0: But Bruce Brown was such a big contribution as to why they swept the Lakers and won a championship in the finals, and he's not there anymore. Yeah, I
1: still can't believe they let him go. That's That's probably the biggest
0: blunder that a championship team could do after winning. I don't think they let him go. I think it was sort of like a P.J. Tucker in a sense, where he goes on the Bucks, wins himself a championship, but then his agent is like, you can get a lot of money from this place. Like, okay, yeah, I've got myself a championship. I'm not really in the mindset or such a marquee star player where getting championships is something I want for my legacy. It's more of a, okay, how can I actually get money to support my family? And, yes, the championship is nice, but now it's time to get paid. And then I guess they, they either didn't pay him what he wanted, or the Pacers had a better offer. I just I find that
1: mindset wild because even if you're not making you know 15, 20 million a year, you're still making millions of year uh, a year. You know all you got to do is just be smart about your money, invest it, and if you're putting in millions, you're going to be getting out. So it's like, it doesn't make sense for someone who, like you said, he's not a real, you know, maybe top 25, top 30 player. So it's like, why would you leave a team that is set to be in the championship contending every year to a team in the Pacers who might not even
0: make the playoffs or even the play-in this season? That's the thing. I don't think you care about that. Like, perfect example. Okay. So let's say you can make around like, Let's let's think realistically. Let's say you can make around eighty million a year playing for your team, but y'all team is garbage, or you can make around like six million, but you're getting championships. Which one are you choosing? Also to mention you're not a star player, you're not like a Steph or LeBron or Anthony Davis or a Jason Tatum. You're like a regular role player. Not a good marquee player, but you're a decent one, like a good role player, and you're making around like eighty mil. Which one are you choosing? Me personally, man, I'm got. I got to take the six
1: man and win some championships oh, because God. In championships you get incentives. You know, every time you win a championship, the a bonus is there. You know, it may, it may, it might not be you know like a million dollar bonus. It might like it might be somewhere in like the hundred thousands. But I mean, as long as you're smart with your money, you're not out here, you know, living past your means, you know, having 15 different houses, 15 different cars, all that stuff. You can easily stack up your money and have a lot of generational wealth. If you're smart about it and be winning championships at the same time. I mean, now, obviously some people aren't like that. And some people go broke. You know, they win a championship and then, like you said, he's doing this for probably his family and you're maybe not looking at looking at it for himself. But it's like if I have the dream of going to the NBA, my goal is to win championships, you know, be one of the now. Yes, obviously, if I can't be one of the best players around, maybe if I have, you know, three, four five championships on my belt, that's good enough for me and I walk away with 100 million or something like that in just regular NBA money made and not even like the brand deals that he could have that he could have gotten not even all that stuff. I mean, that'd be good to me. But that that's just my opinion, you know. I know a lot of other people who would probably do the take the 80 mil and go play for a trash team, but me personally, like I said, I would rather be on a championship team, you know, making a couple million dollars a year. And keep winning championships, or even just keep being in contention.
2: Personally, I would choose the eighty million only because I'm a role player and no one knows who I am. So, if if like I were a LeBron James or whatever like that, I would stay on the team and continue to win championships. But because I'm not, I would rather do the 80, 80 million. So, but I know I know there there is a little bit of greed behind it because a lot of people don't understand the magnitude of these contracts like 6 million dollars is not a literal amount of money and maybe a little a little amount of money in the NBA compared to different contracts. But just just putting it into into perspective, I believe that 80 million would definitely put me on a, a On a good side of life, I believe. What about you? Hey, man, it's easy.
0: It's getting the eighty mil again. I'm not a LeBron James, so let's say I win like six championships. No one's gonna mention me in a barbershop conversation about me being top anything. Like, who really like just even ourselves as a podcast? We don't even talk about six mans or the best six mans of all time. Like, that's just a, a afterthought in most cases. The idea, as you said, $6 million or $8 million, it isn't shy money. It's good money, and as John said, you can definitely, if you invest it correctly instead of spending it on possessions that don't have any value later on down the line, then yeah, you'll be in a bad position. But if you actually save up and things of that nature, yeah, you'll be okay. But I'd rather just make a lot of good money around almost close to 100 million dollars while playing the game I love and if we're not as good as I want to be at least I know that that's out of my control because again I'm not a marquee star player.
1: Yeah, I I think a perfect example of our conversation is you guys might not know this player I do because he played for the Warriors but uh Patrick McCaw.
0: Oh my god, Patrick McCaw.
1: Two seasons with the Warriors. 2017, 2018, he won two championships, and then funny enough, he gets traded to the Toronto Raptors. The same season they get Kawhi, and he wins a third championship.
0: And he has I ain't heard rings. Patrick McCall name in years.
1: Oh no, yeah, definitely no. But he has three rings, and he and he's probably sitting on a cool. Let's say I don't know his. Like, I don't know what his contract was, but let's just say for the sake of it. 15, 20 million dollars. Let's just say that. Now, if he can, someone can make, someone, if you gave me 15, 20 million dollars right now as a 20 year old, this may seem outlandish, but I could probably live the rest of my life off that 15, 20 million dollars.
0: That's wild. That's
1: wild. Just because me, I know myself, I know the people around me, I know how we live our life. You know, yes, I would uh upgrade my life a little bit, but I would not live out of my means. You know, I, I would not be one of those people who, you know, oh, you see me riding around in a different car every single day of the week. Or you see me having, you know, you see me in this house on this side of the world. And then you see me on that house on, on the other side of the world. You know, I wouldn't be someone like that. I would definitely, you know, take my vacations, spend some time with my family and whatnot, do my own thing. But I would also, you know, go out get some different business ventures, you know, you know, um, invest my money smartly, and then expand my my 20000000 dollars to, who knows what? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I definitely understand what you mean. I had to check just to make sure. Your boy Patrick McCall makes two point one million dollars for one year on a Toronto Raptor but we gotta we, I'ma I'm a put a pin on that we gotta wrap up man thanks everybody else for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode y'all stay safe thank you for having me
1: of course man anytime